everyone, you are listening to See Through Panel, a comic book podcast discussing graphic novels, Fonda Sine, basically anything sequential art. My name is Cole Harvey. I am here with Fahed Rahman. Hello, everyone. Today we're going to be talking about Algernon Blackwood's The Willows, adapted by Nathan Carson, drawn by Sam Ford, and published by Floating World Comics. Fahed, you want to tell them what it's about? Um, yeah, so this it's a the comic is an adaptation of a story by uh Ogunen, um and it follows the adventures of if it is adventures the right word it follows the um uh <laughs> the uh, journey of um uh two adventurers into this um i think you can describe it in uh, as like a, a swamp like pacing the the strange things that um happen to them it's um it's written by Nathan Carson and um Sam Ward. Do you, have you got um the bios of the two creators in front of you, Cole? Yep. Do you want to um I do. just uh, read those out? All right. So Nathan Carson, the writer, uh, is a musician, writer, and Moth Story Slam champion from Portland, Oregon. He's widely known as the co-founder and drummer of the internationally touring doom metal band Witch Mountain and host of the X-Ray FM radio show, The Heavy Metal Sewing Circle, owner of the boutique music booking agency Nanotear. Sam Ford, acclaimed illustrator and drummer of the Lightning in a Bottle musical duo Wizard Rifle. Apprenticed, Sam was apprenticed as a youth to award-winning comic book legend Paul Chadwick. You might know him from Concrete. Uh, and he's used his skills he learned to produce countless high, highly detailed posters, album covers, and t-shirts for bands as varied as Mountain Goats, Agalock, Pentagram, Black Cobra, and Thrones. Basically, yeah. they both love metal, and they they both came together to make this. I guess it's pretty metal horror comic. It, it, I mean, it kind of like makes a lot of sense. A lot of the um, the motifs and imagery that appears in the um, in the comic is pretty heavy metal. Um, just to talk a little bit about. Um, so this is one of your choices. How did you How did you come across the comic did you like see it online or did you come across it in like a comic book shop so i love hp lovecraft and uh he i saw some quote about him saying that this was the finest story ever written in the yeah. english language or something like that probably not a direct quote and uh i looked it up and because amazon knows i like comics this is the first thing they showed me so it's literally just uh i was reading actual prose okay. books and this popped up and i decided to give it a shot that's okay, it. Yeah, yeah it was just luck yeah this is um kind of it's it's a short story so it's a, it's a short novel it's i've got so I've, I'm, I'm reading the digital version um and that's around what 59 60 pages and you think like a comic or a graphic novel that length um would be quite easy to kind of like zip through i this took me about three or four days to to read because the the art is so rich and so detailed. Um, yeah, so it kind of so we start off in um, uh, Austria, and they're kind of like they're, they're traveling through Europe, and they it's very much begins kind of like um a classic uh kind of um American werewolf in London. These two you know travelers traveling through the countryside, not heeding the warnings of like the locals and the kind of all starts going downhill from there. 
yeah even that first page the art will will like take you in because it's a it's a map yes um and with the with the captions too the captions are very poetic i assume they're from maybe not directly but adapted from the original novella yes but they're very uh it's very like beautiful elegant words and then you have this this art which is just so very intricate and but at the same time like muddy in places on purpose with the shadows yes um yeah it will take you a long time to read this like barely 60 page book it's you know like the, the art is kind of very heavily um these so i was trying to think of like a, a clever metaphor to kind of like describe how I, I felt about the book and it's kind of like it's like a really rich like chocolate cake like you could only have really like um, a small slice of it. Otherwise it'd be kind of like, it'd be too rich and too much taken. So I was actually quite grateful that it's the length that it is because it, it, it's not, um, it doesn't become um, like stifling or, or overpowering in terms of like the, you're able to kind of take the detail of the story in, the detail of the art in. And um, it kind of works at the length that it is. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think this is the perfect length for this. Um because yeah, like like you said, the art and the story kind of work together to make it a slower pace, and then it's very rewarding at the end when you finally finish. Because it's like a a breath of relief. Yes. Because you're it was so tense and so horrifying for sixty pages, and it never let yeah, up. It kind of slowly ramps up the tension. So oh, this I'm just looking at the art again. It's just there's so many beautiful. Um, beautiful weird looking panels in there kind of there's one um that i'm kind of looking at the moment where they're kind of they're paddling their boat through the through the river i think it's just before they land on the the island where all the weird stuff happens and uh kind of the top panel is this deer kind of like running through the water and then kind of on on the far end of the panel there's this eagle diving into the water and kind of like grabbing hold of the fish and there's kind of you know it's just it's just so well done and then kind of the second panel down on, on the page it's these foxes kind of creeping through somewhere and there's all these like slight hints that there's um some supernatural happenings going on i love that fox panel because uh, the captions are talking about um the danube river yeah. uh, and how it splits into three um other rivers and the it looks like a like a nerve synapse yes right there on that panel yeah and i love that because i didn't even realize because i look at the art first and i read and then i look back at the art and i didn't know what that was supposed to be but i realized after it's the river and it just kind of like that makes it take even longer because you're you're looking at things and then reading and then re-looking at them and being like oh there's a new meaning to this so it it really slows down the pace in a good way and kind of the, the dialogue as well i'm just looking at the next page and they're quite clever and kind of had a um, kind of established the relationship between um, the two. I've got to get a lot better at remembering people's names. So one of them's called Hala. What's the, the other one? What's the other one called? They, the other one is called Opal. Yes. Yeah. So they do give. But they only say like one. I think um, at the start of the comic, they do give introduction. Yeah. So Hala the Swede and Opal. So I think Hala's Swedish and then um, Opal is British. So, yeah. I believe so. Yeah, yeah. she's like a, like a rich English. Yeah, so I think they said, mentioned kind of the aristocracy and they're kind of, they're two kind of like cocky, young, 
young independent women kind of not really taking seriously what you know what the locals are saying about you know the the the, the Danube River and um, they just uh, you know they just the way they establish that kind of that, what their personalities are kind of their general attitude to the world is quite it's quite clever and then obviously that gets tipped completely down on their head when they get trapped in this sandbank. So basically the plot is that these two women are traveling together, just kind of exploring, not really doing anything in particular. Um, and they are going down the Danube river river and um, people are telling them not to go locals in the town. Just, just prior to their, um, to this events of this comic are telling them not to go down the Danube because let me see if I can find it here. There are no people, no farms, no fishermen. And uh, they're talking about how it's it's not for them. And they basically end up staying uh, a couple nights on a small island that is basically revealed to just be like a sandbank that comes in when the tide is low. And it's filled with all these willow bushes. And that's where the story gets its name because the willows kind of become a symbol or um, the centerpiece of the story. It's just it slowly ramps up the question... Um the tension as they're kind of like the staying on the on the island and um or the sandbag whatever it is and kind of you know they start hearing things in the night which is it's so beautifully well done with kind of like lettering and kind of strange um apparitions kind of appearing both inside the willows and in the night air and kind of makes you know kind of putting the question in your head is this kind of all in the all in their minds or is it is it real and kind of things slowly start going wrong from them they run out of food and firewood and that sort of thing the plot i thought was very compelling it pushed me through the whole story and the characters i think are amazing the funny the ironic thing is because of this i've never actually read the original novella like i was looking yes. for but um i do know that in the original novella um by Algernon Blackwood it is two men, and so for this, they've gender-swapped it. Yes, I, I would be quite intrigued to, to read the, the, original, um, the original novella. Um, because, I mean, it is, it's, you know, like, like you mentioned uh, previously, um, it's one of Lovecraft's favourite supernatural stories. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you're doing, like, adaptations, it can feel quite... I suppose neither of us know what the what the originals like, but sometimes you can tell there's like a stiffness to them sometimes because you know you need to kind of chop and change things. But this felt so fluid, kind of you know all the choices that they made in terms of uh, kind of the direction of the art, the dialogue, the character design, just it just kind of like it. it brings you inside the brings you inside the world in which the story is taking place this reads like an original story like i know it's clearly not but it reads that it, like it was made for this this story was made for this format which is very hard to do for an adaptation there's no there's no pages that feel like you're reading a book probably because the art's just so engrossing but there and there's no pages that that make you feel like it's any less literary than a novella which i think yes. is a really fine line to walk on an adaptation like this yeah it is the way um what did you think about kind of some of the 
I think for lack of better word, kind of camera angles that he chose to yeah. um, illustrate the story because um, I'm just looking at some of the panels now and there's one scene, I can see if I can find it, where they're doing some cooking around the fire and you just, it, the, the angle which he chooses to do it at is just, it kind of brings the entire world into, I can't find it. They cook around the fire on page 32, 36. But yeah, it just the use of like camera angles throughout the book is, oh yeah, it's on page 30, 38, where they're kind of, um, they're looking up at the sky and there's, you know, the, the pots on the fire and they're just looking at the sky in kind of a complete terror. And that to me is so cinematic. His use of perspective throughout this whole book is insane because that's the word I wanted to find. That's the word perspective. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is definitely uh, something that I noticed because even back on that first panel we talked about with the where they're in the boat and the, the deer is running through the water. That's yeah. a perspective where half of the camera, if you call it that, uh, is underwater and half is above the water. So yeah. from the get-go, he's using some crazy perspectives. And then, yeah, this one right here you're talking about, it's like worm's eye view looking up, like you're looking up at their noses almost. Yeah, he's good. he's great at that. And he does it with his figure work too. Like a lot of artists can draw like a tent from many perspectives, but it's hard to draw people like that um, and make them look right. And he does it the whole yeah. time. Yes, this is, you know, it's kind of panels like that. And um, there's a few other panels. Maybe this, if you try to, do this in film it wouldn't work and if you try to do it um describing it it wouldn't work this the story works exceptionally well as a comic oh yeah so in just in terms of you know you know visual medium obviously kind of the you know in kind of like cinema or tv you wouldn't be able to pull pull some of these shots off you'd only be able to kind of pull them off um as a in the comic book medium so just it, it's it's exceptionally well done. Some of the um, angle pers- you know, perspectives that he decides decides to use. I definitely agree, and they need a huge special effects budget if they want to yeah. pull this off in any other because, me- like, the cosmic horror when you see it in physical form, it is absolutely terrifying. Just a mass of tendrils and and Lovecraftian parts that if this was a prose book would take eight paragraphs to describe and stuff like stuff you couldn't put into words and stuff that you couldn't make out of like you couldn't practice you couldn't make this out of practical effects i i guarantee it because the thing is a mile high yes and there's a tower kind of, that goes to the moon yeah the i mean kind of the the the, the other thing that makes the story work exception i'm i'm really happy they made this decision was to keep the story in black and white. If it was in a movie, the I think the temptation would be for it to be in color. And I think just the, the fact that they, it's, it's in black and white, it's in inks just makes it, you know, even, even like the mood, even more um, creepy. I mean, there's this, you know, I'm just looking at another panel where she's kind of running. It's on um, page 26 and she's just kind of running through this, I don't even know how to describe it. It's kind of like this nightmarish um, vision is kind of faces like vomiting, vomiting out trees. And yeah, it's just, yeah, just horrific. <laughs> yeah, it is. 
It's definitely Lovecraft-esque in the fact that it's not describable because they got yeah. that angle, right? That's one of the hardest things. I've, I've read a lot of Lovecraft uh, adaptations, and that's always the hardest thing, right? Because he always says that the things that he's talking about are indescribable. But um, this is my favorite interpretation of that because I could obviously describe them. It would take me about an hour and a half. Yeah. But it's just even when you look at it, you really don't know what you're looking at it, no matter how long you've been staring at the page. for. Yes, that's kind of, um, yeah, that is kind of the, you know, I think you've hit the nail on the head. I'm just looking at kind of um, page 38 and I'm looking, I'm, I'm still not entirely sure kind of what it is. It looks maybe like two lungs, but it's not really that. It's kind of, um, you know, them trying to process, you know, what, you know, what they're seeing is so many. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, I think we're kind of repeating the same thing kind of over and over again, kind of like the art is really good. It really establishes kind of the mood of um, mm-hmm. the story really well. We probably should talk a bit about the story. The arts, it's hard to not talk about the art. Yeah. So um, the story is, I want to say it's like a, a basic story because it's not, it's, I think it's definitely, you know, the actual plot is quite basic, but in terms of what it does, I think the, the characters, I think really, really make the book kind of the, um, who would you say the, the, the protected, uh, the main protagonist is um, Opal, I think, because most of the story is told yeah. through her point, point of view. Yeah. Opal and then Hala kind of serves as the guide towards the end. I would say. What what journey do you think kind of like Opal goes on through? What do what do you think she kind of starts the book off as and kind of where do you think she finishes the book in the end? When you open, um, one of the first things you get is that scene at the town where she's kind of just being a dick and she's ta- it's basically the first time she ments- it mentions that um she doesn't like the common folk type deal. Like she's kind of like a she comes from richer blood and she's kind of in that way. She kind of uh, is demeaning to other people. And then the other thing about Opal is that she doesn't believe in any nonsense. So any supernatural thing, I would say probably even any religious thing, she is just scoffing at and laughing at you. And so in this, she has a very difficult time believing what's going on. And that's kind of the whole thing is that the more you don't believe in it, I guess. I think I think that's how it went. It was kind of abstract, but when they're trying to just not think about it, because if, if you think about it, it finds you. And she goes off on this rant that this has all just been like a psychotic episode and none of it's real and they should just like take it easy. And that's when it finds them. So she's kind of fighting with herself to really believe that this is happening and to understand that there may be, you know, larger forces, which is kind of the whole thing uh, about cosmic horror, is that there's these large, unknowable cosmic powers, and that's um, that's what she's coming to understand, and kind of has to like change her own mind, along with Hala changing her mind about that. Yeah, so I think um, Hala kind of comes to realize the danger that they're in a lot sooner that, um, than Opal does i think opal really does struggle with the you know kind of the nature of the events that are happening she's the one who's um 
trying to come up with rational explanations of um, what you know what's occurring on the island, and I think that uh, what's the word I'm looking for that rigidity in terms of not wanting to open her mind up to kind of other possibilities really pushes her to the edge when she actually does come to accept that you know there is something very very badly wrong <laughs> on on the island yeah i think hala if this was a if this is a hala focused story it wouldn't be as scary because she kind of right at, towards the beginning of the third act i would say you realize that she's got some knowledge about this type of stuff uh, i don't know exactly where it comes from but she kind of is the one that knows what to do how to act so if we were getting it from her perspective there would be a lot less tension because she knows how to avoid these things uh and she she's the first one to see the signs yeah but because you're getting it from opal's perspective yeah everything is a little bit more mysterious and you don't know if it it could just be like a psychotic break honestly yes yeah that's exactly kind of that's exactly right so they land on the island my favorite my favorite bit is kind of what one thing that um horror does really well is that what what they do really well in this book is kind of establish kind of a really creepy thing and then they'll give a little bit of rational explanation so early on in the book they see this creepy thing in the water and they think it's like the the body of a, a dead man and it turns out to be like an otter so you're just thinking oh maybe they are just imagining things but then things slowly start kind of ramping up they start seeing things different shapes and shadows in the willows and then um kind of you know, um, Opal is just kind of, she just goes on this weird ramble around the island, really, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. She kind of, um, yeah, just wanders around and that's where everything goes wrong. I think that that kind of falls into the stereotypical horror thing where everyone's a little bit dumb. But I, I rationalize that because, like, obviously, if I was on an island and it was just you and me, yeah, I wouldn't go anywhere you were not. <laughs> I would just be hanging <laughs> out with you. But yeah. these people are, like, experienced travelers. They've been traveling through many expeditions, it sounds like. so. And, and she's a very rational person. So yeah. I'm not going to say that was, like, that was definitely in character for her to do something like that. Yeah, I think, well, the thing is, you, you say that there's, um, I'm not too sure if they, if they, if it's on in the States or there's a reality TV show called, I believe it's called the Island in the UK where they, they dump a bunch of people on the Island that don't know each other. And people do just wander off. They just wander off into this, like this place that they don't know and people oh, get God. really badly hurt. <laughs> and um, the others have to come and rescue them and stuff like that. It's just like, well, why don't you just flipping stay together? But yes, she, um, she decides to go kind of like, walk about and i'm not entirely sure kind of in the story whether her decision to go walk about is because i've read this a couple of weeks ago and i haven't had time to to reread it i got a slight sense that kind of she was being drawn into the willows yes. kind of like subconsciously she's like being pushed into there and she's not realized she's being kind of um enticed into kind of um into this uh dangerous place yeah, I really, really, I agree because the Willows kind of have this, um, they do actually have like a call, like they have a sound um, that I think it's on the second day they're there, everything is quiet and they finally mention that they can, when everything's quiet, they can hear the sound of the Willows 
So I think that's probably right. Yeah, I think something was pulling her. That's usually how this cosmic horror stuff works. I can't find the exact page where she goes off on her own, decides to do that. Yeah, here, I have a nice thing. Uh, I like this page a lot because it kind of shows uh, her mindset. It's when she's gozing off to sleep um, right before she walks out of the tent alone and the the very bad stuff happens. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, the last things I remembered were the shaking willows and heavy wind buffeting our taut little house. Then sleep yes. came down and covered all with its soft and delicious forgetfulness. That's oh, the kind of like such a oof. Yeah. Yeah. That's good writing in it. <laughs> it. It's very like flowery, but also it, it can become very visceral at the same time. I love the writing in this. I don't know how much is directly pulled, but I imagine Nathan Carson did a pretty good share of the work here. Yeah, this is yeah, I mean like the we've talked a lot about the the art but Nathan I think has done a lot of heavy lifting as well because do you know how long the novella is? I I do not. I remember it being pretty short when I looked at it. I'm not exactly sure though. Okay, but you know adaptation anyways, it's quite a difficult thing to do, you know, kind of just speaking from my my own personal experiences very difficult to not decide which what dialogue to keep you need to shorten it down and all that sort of thing but yeah you're absolutely right and you know nathan's done um a fantastic job here as well overall this is probably one of my favorite horror comics this is i bought it maybe late 2019 and this is my fourth or fifth reread of it just because it's it's so short but if you really have like a good stretch of time you can take your time and just look at every single fine line that sam ford puts down because it is um it is a it is a work of art i think definitely you know uh, definitely what is because i'm reading the the digital version kind of what's what's the hard copy like have you got like a soft cover or is it um a hard cover version it is a just a trade paperback i really wish there was like a nice hard cover for this oh man that's yeah because I just I can just imagine this as a nice hardcover sitting you know, sitting on a shelf, yeah. That would be beautiful. Yeah, it's just a paperback. Uh, it's Floating World Comics, so I don't know if they do. They're pretty small publisher. I don't know if they, you know, it's pretty expensive to put out a hardcover, especially something this short. Um, but, yeah. You know, if it gets the traction, that would be amazing, and I would love to see Sam Ford. I don't know what else he does, but Sam Ford, I want to see his art in more comics, please. Yeah. Um... So I've uh, kind of floating world uh, comics, um, Sam and Nathan have, you know, because I tweeted that we were going to be covering this. So they, you know, they've all asked us to kind of keep them abreast of when the, 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 the episode comes out. And, you know, I think my, you know, my recommendation is, I think mean, we kind of, kind of talked about most of the things that um happen in the book. Do you want to go into kind of heavy spoiler territories and, um, talk about kind of the ending of the book or should we kind of oh, I'm, good that I'm, that. I'm good with that yeah so it's um to say both of them kind of like now let, let you know let's let's people discover what happens in the end um i because okay. i want to encourage people to to read the book and if we give away the ending they might they might not um they might not uh do so um especially with horror you kind of need that um kind of tension is on you know will they won't they survive so i would very heavily recommend this book if you can get hold of it that the digital version that i've got is perfectly fine i've you know i've previously complained 
about other digital <laughs> comics that I've kind of read, which were yeah. really, really difficult. This, I don't think, relies as much on double page spreads. Um, you can kind of read it digitally fairly well. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Kind of, have we mentioned kind of the lettering as well? Kind of you know, how he brings your, um, the kind of the different... Um, uh, kind of atmospheric effects through kind of like let- lettering in the art and then kind of one of the characters is kind of you know the the, the, the bubbles changes as they um as they kind of start so that the, the bubbles initially when they are um at the start of the story they're kind of quite um oval shape but then yeah as they're starting to slowly lose their mind kind of becomes a little bit more squiggly squiggly line so like the the, the lettering as well is is also Excellent. I really enjoyed it. I think it's um is a is a good shout out by you to um to pick this one. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. I see what you're saying about the lettering. Yeah, there's some really nice spots where uh sound effects will be I don't know if it's hand lettered or just very well done. Um yeah. but it looks nice there. Yeah, I agree. Um the whole thing probably one of the best horror books you'll find right now, I think. I own a lot of them and this is one of the finest ones. Couldn't recommend it more. Horror comics aren't easy to do. They're, they're really, 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 really difficult oh, to do. Yeah. And this one, you know, at every the turn of every page, it kind of, it kind of keeps you on edge of what you know. Are they going to survive? Is something more terrible going to happen to them? Some say, yeah, it's definitely. I think um, when is Halloween coming up? It's uh, we're in um, September. We're in now, September, so. so a little bit over a month. Yeah, so if you if you, if you need a Halloween read, um, I think this one is yeah is definitely one to to go with. We should probably, if we are recording around Halloween, probably choose um, a horror comic to to review around that period. I was just thinking about that. Yeah, we did this too early, but we have plenty more <laughs> options. We have yeah. plenty more options. So we've yeah. got kind of like um a horror comic next week as well. It's kind of a sci fi. Or a comic it's let me get i keep on calling it red skies over berlin but that's not what it's called um it is called strange skies over east berlin strange skies over east berlin that's that's uh that's what it's called so i think that's the next one that we are i haven't read that yet is it a bit horror uh, oh man if i give you like so i've got a really good one line um description of it but it's also a massive spoiler for the book so yeah yeah it's um it's kind of a sci-fi spy drama with kind of like horror inflections in there. It's a lot. I'm well. excited. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, the, I, I, yeah, I quite enjoyed that as well. Um, so yeah, uh, guys, if you could please donate to our tip jar. So it just helps us cover the cost of running the podcast. We've got a few exciting announcements that we, not in a position to make yet so please keep your um ears out for those as well um yeah. anything to, to uh else to say Cole? uh no we got a lot of fun stuff coming uh if you like the show yeah check out the tip charts in the description uh we have a lot of fun making the show so that just kind of helps us keep it going you know makes us feel like we have more time to do it yeah definitely i really appreciate you guys listening yeah f- uh and um yeah, there've been kind of a lot of kind comments on on social media about 
this show. So yeah, thank thank you guys for social for following us on social media and kind of the the kind of reviews. If you can re- leave reviews for us on the podcast that, that you're listening to this to, that I think generally kind of helps with that discoverability and things like mm-hmm. that. So yeah, yeah. And I'm all over the YouTube. If you want to leave a comment, tell me a book I should review. Tell me why I suck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll reply. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Please send us your recommendations for um, book to review. And if you're a creator, a writer, illustrator, and if you're interested in coming on the podcast to talk about stuff, you know, please get in touch as well. All right. Awesome, man. Okay. Thank dude, you. Guys thank for you. Thanks. Thank Bye, guys. You.